Welcome to High School Backups Podcast. My name is Nick. This is episode 57. I'm the one who titled it, so God hopes I know. Uh, welcome to our episode today. Uh, we are happy to have you here along with us uh, as we dive headfirst into year two of what is this podcast. We're a few weeks in now. Dude, I don't know. We have a shortened crew today. Uh, mm-hmm. There's just the four of us, as others have other responsibilities, other things they need to do. Uh, so we'll be having a little bit of fun this episode. There's really not a ton going on in the sports world that we haven't already talked about. Uh, things like uh, March Madness are a few rounds deeper, so we'll be talking about that. Uh, but in terms of the main three sports, we're really just coming down to... Oh, this would be helpful if I muted the podcast on my actual... That'd be helpful. Uh, so I'm double hearing it. Um, so anyways, uh, so for the main three sports, uh, NFL, I really not much happened off season wise. However, we are going to do something fun, uh, as long as we have time, which we should, uh, and then NBA and NHL wise, uh, both are just coming down to the end of the season. Um, there's a little bit to talk about, but, um, really most of those talks will be pushed for the next, you know, maybe in two weeks and so on. There'll be two or three weeks. will be heavily those as we do brackets and so on. So. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a pretty light week for us here. So let's talk about the main thing that is going on. So March Madness over the weekend had uh, both the Sweet 16 round and the yeah. Elite 8. Now, I would like to talk about first the thing that surprised me most about all of this. Uh, this is the first time ever that there is not a single one seed in the Elite 8s in the whole March Madness history. Uh, and there was only a single two seed in the Elite Eight, which is also a first time ever that there was only one of those. Furthermore, in the Final Four, it was the first time ever there was neither a one or a two seed in the Final Four going into this weekend. Another thing, I no offense, I wish Texas lost simply because it would have been really f- cool to see zero uh, top one or two seed teams in the Elite Eight. Well, Texas uh, did. Oh, you mean going into the Elite Eight? Is that what you meant? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so, well, I want them to lose before the Elite Eight. So it'd be only, you know, there. what what there. So there is left in the final four. There is a four seed. There is a five seed. There is a nine seed, and then and another five seed. Another five seed. Thank you. Yep. I well, it's, it's UConn, San Diego State, uh, Miami, FAU, and Miami. Yeah. 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 You know, Miami has the least odds to win the championship. Does that surprise mm, anyone? That's uh, it doesn't surprise yes me because of no. who they have to play. That's yeah. why it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I guess I'm excited. Who do they have to play? UConn. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, give it to UConn. I mean, look, I think I, other if we get rid of all hometown bias here, I think we're all on the same page that FAU winning is the best possible scenario. Uh, because Austin, I, Austin doesn't oh, win. Austin doesn't okay. win the the bracket this year. We win the bracket. I still we, win. You don't though, because we all win because we have the best bracket. Okay. So uh, no, FAU winning win. is not the best case scenario. What's best case no. scenario, Kyle? Honestly, would have been UConn oral winning to be honest. Who? UConn winning is Why best, is that case, best scenario. case scenario. It's better when the good teams win. It's fun when you can see all of these little teams go far into the tournament. FAU has beat multiple good teams. Yes, mm-hmm. and but they still are a they little school. A They're a mid-major. They're a mid-major. What I will say is... Same as, same as San Diego State. I'd love to go back and see when the last, like, quote-unquote, little school won. Um, won what? Like, the national championship? Yeah. What, I'd love to, like, out. do that. I'd have to go and look. Was it UConn? Let's find out. 
Are you? How are you calling UConn a little school? No, but they I were what an eight seed when they won, or a seven seed, or whatever. I'm, that's not what he's talking school. about. I'm talking I'm... about like mid-major, like non-power conferences. Which is uh, like FAU, the power. SD, the power conferences SD. in basketball are Big Ten, Big Twelve, Big ACC, East. SEC, Pac-12, and Big East. Those there's, are the power. There's a power six in basketball. Yeah, so, yeah there's a power. Maybe six. never yeah. is is the answer there. Uh, the last time that I can think of off the top of my head is probably Loyola Chicago in the sixties. I think it was. Jeez. But I don't know the last time like one of those mid-major schools actually won it. It's been a while. Look, I think it. What do you mean? It's better when good teams win, Kyle. If a team wins, if FAU were to win, you can't say they're not a good team because they no, like, no, 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 no. Like I don't mean like obviously they're the best team and they won. Like I'm saying that they oh, obviously they're not like, the best team. Deserve. No, 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 no. Let's not no, get that okay. wrong. But they're the best team to win is what I'm. But like I, I personally like it when blue blood schools win. I think it's better for just how, just how like when. Georgia blew out. <laughs> Fair. Just like when um, <clears throat> TCU got blown out by Georgia, everyone said it was better for this. It would have been better for the sport if TCU didn't get blown out. I'm saying it's the same exact situation here. I think it's better for the sport when a blue blood wins the championship. Last year in the final four, all final four were blue bloods. And it was some of the two of the best final four games we have ever seen. We got UNC Duke in the matchup, which was uh, Coach K's last game ever. And then we had Kansas Villanova, which wasn't as exciting, but still went down it, pretty much the wire. Like those type of matchups is what makes the end of March amazing. Like, yeah, the beginning of March is fun. You have all of these upsets. No one could ever, like, no one would have predicted Princeton to go far as they did or FAU to go as far as they did. <laughs> yet, hey, you know, there are something. what, seven or eight brackets that correctly predicted the, fi- the, the it's, final four? There's actually a decent amount. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is nuts. It's not just one. Like, it's like seven brackets. Regardless, <laughs> like, they probably weren't yeah. even close on all the other rounds. Like, seven brackets predicted these final four, which is crazy. Um, I here's what I think. I think it's good for the sport if FAU and SD and San Diego State have a good Final Four matchup. Um, because if it's a good game, like I'm not saying like a, I'm saying a good game where it's not like just a bunch of crappy play and there's turnovers and everything's just like they both suck that game and so it becomes a close game. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like good offense, good defense. We see good play across both sides. They're scrambling for balls. They're trying everything, which I think we're gonna get. And if you get that kind of a game, then it's an all-time great game. And it's awesome because one of those two schools is going to go to the Final Four. And, I mean, the uh, championship. S, uh, San Diego State has been there before, so it's not, you know, um, obviously they're not a blue blood, but out of the mid-major conferences, they're one of those teams that's been there before. They've been to Final Four. So, um, actually, I don't know if they've actually been to the championship. I know they've been to a Final Four, but either way. Um, FAU has obviously never been even this far, so that's really cool for them. This is Miami's first one, too. And this is also Miami's first as well. So, honestly, anyone other than UConn winning is best-case scenario for me. Again, I I was a UConn fan growing up, so I'm still, like, kind of a UConn fan because the only team that's worth shit uh, in, like, most of college sports (laughs) is the Northeast, which is fine. But at the end of the day, like I think it was more. It, I'm not big enough fan where I don't think it'd be fun if a team who's never won wins. Like that's way more fun to me. Obviously, I can't claim that I am. This I care about them more. Honestly, I would say I probably care about that. I also care about college basketball a little more than the NBA, so that's probably why. But I care about them more than like the Celtics. Um, for me, so 
if they lose, I'll be very sad and I won't want to watch the last game. <laughs> so but, really quick. Sorry, finish before you No, I was just saying that either way, I don't I don't agree with you on that, Kyle, that it's better for the sport. There's a lot of people like, oh, it's bad for the sport when the um little when the there's no quote unquote blue bloods, which we're gonna get into in a minute, um, in the final four and all this stuff. And I'm going, I don't think that's bad for the sport because that gives all those mid major teams a reason to want to stay around through the rest. Now, obviously those college teams are going to, but if you're a college basketball fan and you like the tournament, you should want to watch all the way through. Um, you know, which I would do anyways, obviously, even if UConn did lose, or even if they had gone out in the first one that they did last year. So for me, it's more about like, do we just get good games? And I think S I think San Diego state and I think FAU are a lot better than people understood, which is why they're where they are. Um, I thought they were good. I thought San Diego State was good. I just didn't think Alabama would lose them. That's pretty much only because their freaking best player, who was up until that moment being talked about Scoot Henderson for the NBA, um, had literally, I think, the statistically worst basketball performance in a March Madness for a team that went as far as they did and a guy who was their number one player. Like, he shot like 18%, I think, either from the floor. It was it was it was stupid. It definitely from three, and he's a three point shooter, shooting like almost forty percent. So he came up at small every game, and if it wasn't for his teammates, then it wouldn't have even made it to the Sweet Sixteen. So yeah, I just think um, it, it won't be bad if we get good games. It's only bad if they if they both suck. So like I first I did find the answer to your question, Austin. That I'll get into you in a second about the last time I made major one. Um, so I'll get to that in a second. But first, like. When when my favorite my favorite school to root for in college basketball is St. John's, and I always mm-hmm. found it where like when they're not in it, I always like seeing the success of the conference prevail too, mm-hmm. in a sense, because seeing that oh they played good competition all year round, I don't feel as bad. So that that's personally, especially for the blue blood conferences in a sense, the Power Six, like it's always important, it, not as important I guess, but like it's always looked upon like oh, we want to be able to say we played good competition all season long. And when you get those teams that obviously don't make it to the Final Four and not played, it's not necessarily that it's bad, but, like, as far as I'm looking at it, it's just not – to me, it's not as exciting. How, like, you all – not everyone, but some people on the podcast said that about the college football playoff when that happened. Um, But to answer your question, Austin, the last time a mid-major one was in 1990 – and it was UNLV over oh, Duke. Oh, yeah. That's right. When UNLV, We're Duke. When UNLV was in the Big West. Yep. That's so, right. They had, um, who did they have then? I'm trying to remember. Who what was was it, what were they seed-wise? Uh, I should say it right there. It doesn't on Wikipedia, but. Oh, that's funny. So I'll have to look it up. Their head coach Their head coach was Jerry Tarkinainen, if that <laughs> means anything. Uh, or should it be like historical all time like oh it's just some random guy <laughs> um, they were UNLV was a one seed that year yeah I was so... going to say I thought they were really high really <clears throat> oh, they were really high um, regardless of the, the last time a mid-major team won was in uh, before that was 1966 yep that... it was Texas Western which makes history because that was the first all black five team to play on the basketball court. Wow. And they won and they won the tournament that year. Now that was before 
Um, 66? You mm -hmm. said Texas Western? Yes, that was the name. I have UTEP. Yeah, that's what they that's what they changed it to. Oh, okay. They became, they became U, uh, University of Texas at El Paso later on, but at the okay. time they won, they were known as Texas <laughs> Western. Gotcha. Um, mm -hmm. That was also before this tournament was the big one. At the time, the NIT tournament was the main tournament. So they, that kind of switched like in the 80s, but that's besides the point. So between 1966 and 1990, on, there was only two mid-majors to win, and then from 1990 on, there have been zero. Well, Kyle, I hate to tell you this to make you feel old just like we all should. Uh, 1966 mm. is closer to 1990 than 1990 is to uh, today, so just around the same Yeah, sadly. <laughs> thanks. Uh, is, thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. That is actually years. really wild to think uh, about. Thanks. Uh, compared to 24, so just uh, so you, you made 90 or 66 seem like it was forever ago. Well, it is really from now, like 1966 <laughs> to now is forever ago, but like from 1990, I guess it's not. <laughs> Anyways, you think that about was it. my only joke uh, <laughs> I wanted to put out there. So, um, <laughs> anywho, uh, yeah. So uh, in terms of, uh, we kind of want to talk about that just a bit. Um, uh, personally, I I was always like I wanted TCU to win just because I wanted the lower schools to win. If anything, I do agree that uh, those larger schools not being in it may cause uh, less watchers from those schools, of course. But mm -hmm. it does for sure increase the amount of people who have no interest in those larger schools winning. Because what will mm -hmm. happen commonly is those larger schools will have tons of fans. Uh, but if a team sees georgia versus ohio state or whatever or georgia versus alabama they're not going to watch that uh just for fun they're just going to watch it if they're a football fan uh in basketball right. if you have kansas versus duke or kansas versus unc or however you want to place it they're going to watch if they're a fan of basketball but not just in general whereas if you have a team that's like a super big surprise to be there you'll have people who mm -hmm. are not basketball fans or not college basketball fans are not fans of in general that will want to watch it because they want to see the upset. They want to see that team do it yep. when that base is significantly larger than the fan base of those lone schools alone. So, um, I mean, generally how I feel about it. I mean, the other thing too, you think about it. I mean, when it comes to like media coverage for a specific game, they love a good story. So what better for basketball in general, just for this kind of Cinderella story and the thing is, it's not like this is going to be every year going forward that some nobody team is going to beat out the top seeds. I mean, there's going to be upsets here and there. This could just be an off year every other year. Something like that could happen. But I think it's kind of nice to take advantage of, you know, this kind of Cinderella matchup. I was excited when TCU, you know, for college football was making such a huge push. Granted, they got demolished in the end, but still – I love. It was not close. I, I was, was like, really what? Close. I mean, like, they're only down, what, like, 50? Like, what? Like, it wasn't 50. Well, they lost points. by, like, 14 or 20 or something. Uh, no. They got blown out. I'm pretty 65 sure. to 7, right? It was not close. It was not close. TCU like Georgia? It was like, Georgia, it was like, it was uh, yeah. like 14. TCU versus Georgia, because I don't remember. I thought it was, it was not close. I thought he was joking. Oh, yeah, I did too. <laughs> I it was 65-7, like yeah. 48-21, but okay, fair enough. Mm -mm. Yeah, uh, anyways, yeah, so... <laughs> uh, point being, uh, I think that those games are more fun, and so, for instance, I have not really watched March. I haven't sat down and watched it. If it's been on, I've watched it, uh, but if, like, FAU makes it, if it's, like, FAU versus probably... You thought it would be the good... 
I think it, I think it'd be better to have UConn versus FAU if we're talking about like storylines, like Steve was saying, because then you have like the and we're gonna get into this in a second. The blue blood that's left, who has four championships already, um, versus the little you know you know David versus Goliath kind of thing at that point. If it's Miami, it's not really a Goliath versus David. It is a little bit, but not really because mm-hmm. that's also their first one. So it's like it's not really that much. Miami's not very much known as a uh, you know, basketball school. They're usually pretty good, and they usually make it to the tournament, but they just don't usually do much, obviously. So yeah. I think it's best for the sport if it's like FAU, even if it's San Diego State, because um, I don't remember if they have one or not. Kyle, can you check that also, see if they won? Because I know they San Diego State has not won. Okay, so the only one who has won, which I, that's what I thought. Oh, I do remember seeing that statistic, that UConn had four and nobody else did. So anyways, no matter who gets there from the other side, it'll still be that way, but FAU would be the big one. Yeah, it, it, that's the thing. Like, I just think it'd be so. Even if it's San Diego State versus Miami, it's not that I don't want UConn to win. Like, that's a great consolation prize. At the end of the day, I feel like no matter what, like us as New Englanders are happy here because either UConn's gonna win and we're happy UConn won, or a team that's never won before won, and we got to see a team who never won before win in a tournament that might be considered one of the most like stacked ones ever. Like, this is like a hard mm-hmm. tournament to win. So, um, that's like, I a will super also. I will also say that it is impressive what FAU has done because this is also their they have their first tournament win ever this, this year. This this year, so like the fact that, I don't know if this was their first tournament ever, but it was I know their first tournament win. I don't mm-hmm. remember if it was their first one ever. Or not. I don't think I it was their first appearance, but yeah, I I don't know that one for sure. But like first tournament win ever, and they've been able to get this far. That mm-hmm. is impressive. <clears throat> Even though I am rooting for the blue blood in UConn, it is impressive to me. They yeah, made it in I... 2002, Kyle. Okay, so... It was their second time, and now they went to the Final Four, which is still really impressive. That is mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, do you yeah. want to... I I go ahead, Austin. I'll let you, because this is... Like, I, know, I was just going to say, did you want to move into like the blue blood stuff? We kind of transition into that, but... Yeah, I mean, we talked about, about it a little bit, but yeah, we can talk about it more, because I know the really the main topic is just... Uh, who is a blue bud, who isn't, right? Like that's Yes, which, does anybody here disagree with us, like uh, um, Jake would? Or does anybody want to play the devil's advocate, I guess? I'll play the devil's advocate. I don't know enough to be an advocate. Okay. Not yet. I will go, I'm going to go on the record. I don't agree with what I am about to say, but I am going to play devil's advocate just for the sake. Oh, you should say that before you have any sports opinion. <laughs> Um, yeah, go ahead, Austin. I don't want to spearhead that. I guess, I guess, so, it is, you have to be as, oh, bye, Steve. Um, Kyle, you have to be about as, as <laughs> aggressive as you've ever been in this, because it seems like, I'll be as I, like aggressive Jake as wanted to be that, and I, I needed that Steve, opportunity. What even but, happened? Nothing, we didn't do anything, so I don't know what happened. No, Kyle kicked me. <laughs> Kyle. Yeah, I no Kyle. Kyle. I had to. I'm sorry. I, I made podcast, that... Kyle. I couldn't I couldn't let that stand. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, should we just kick Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> um actually we'll kick Kyle after the segment because I need him. Um <laughs> anyways. I'll be aggressive, those... as aggressive as I can. <laughs> for those basketball fans out there, especially college basketball, obviously. Um now that there has a quote unquote not been a blue blood in the final four. Um, not for the first time ever, but for the first time in a little while, and obviously first time in we have 
No, did we have a blue? We didn't have blue bloods in the lead, I think, right? Uh, no. no, there's it no depends who you want to. It depends who you want to. No, no, that's not what a blue blood is. If you want to, yeah, but I'm saying Texas, like, the best teams no. include Texas. I'm trying to think depends who, who you ask, but consensus is no, Austin. There, I, I was just trying to remember who was in the elite. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Gonzaga, UConn, Texas. That's why I'm. That's why I'm saying K-State. depends who you ask. Yeah, you're right. No, there were there <laughs> no weren't. blue bloods. No, blue. no, the consensus is no blue bloods. So for those who don't know, the blue bloods that pretty much everybody um, or most people agree on, and you'll hear from like sports networks and stuff, is going to be Indiana, uh, UCLA, UNC, Duke, Kansas, and some put Villanova in there. Not everybody does. Did you but, say Kentucky? Uh, in Kentucky, thank you. That's the other one. Gotcha. Um, so. Villanova's kind of like the one that's like a lot of times accepted, but also not always accepted in that. Um, it's kind of interesting. So that you can kind of put them like basically in there, but not exactly. Um, no one ever mentions UConn. Um, and I think at this point they have to, especially if UConn wins the fifth championship, they have to, because they will actually be second all time in championships behind UCLA. Um, and I uh, UCLA has... Um, 11. So, and then Duke is second, I believe, with their. Um... No, second is Kentucky at eight. Oh, that's right. Kentucky. Oh, then North Carolina is at six. So they yes. wouldn't be, they wouldn't be, they, they'd be tied for fourth with Duke and Indiana. So never mind. Yes. Um, but what I will say about that is that we're talking, let me quickly go over like some of Kansas stuff, right? So Kansas is one of the, they might actually have the most all time. Uh, wins. Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember who's got the most, but they have 2,300, almost 2,400 now. Um, and they have obviously a ton of titles. Um, well, not a ton of titles. They only have four, um, but still really good. Obviously, they have a ton of appearances. They're almost always in the tournament. All right, they're. We know why they're a blue blood. But we're gonna get into a second as to why UConn should be if we're going off of these teams as blue bloods. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, UNC has six. For me, the big uh, thing is that there's only a few teams that actually have all of their titles after the expansions. So the first expansion um, happened in 1960. Originally, it was eight teams uh, in the 40s, 50s, whenever they started. After, I, guess I think the first one was in 1930-something. Is the NCAA tournament not the nit the nit obviously started first that was the first one um and i think it started that actually started in uh new york i believe and so did the ncaa tournament anyways and then in the i think it was either the 50s or the 60s they went to 16 teams um and then 75 they went to 32 and then in 80 85 yeah 85 they went to um the the normal format of uh, 64 teams, which is now technically 68. But anyways, my problem is that most of those blue bloods, like Indiana and those other ones, most of their titles came before they came, even went to the third um, t- uh, 32 field. So like UCLA got their tournament, most of them in the 60s to 70s before they even went to 32. Um, only a couple, I think three of them actually, or two of them came from 75 to 95. 95 is the last time UCLA even won a title. And we're over here and they're the de facto, you know, blue blood. But you won it when there used to be 
16 teams. Like, not that that's not impressive, but 16 teams is a lot easier to get through as a number one seed or, or any seed than it is to get through a um, round of 64 because, or a field of 64, you have an extra couple of games and there's so much more parity at that. So that's my problem with that, considering UConn has all four, perhaps five after this. Since the 90s, when basketball has evolved a lot more, now three-point shot. Plus, you got to talk about all that stuff, too. No three-point shot, no shot clock, all that stuff in those early games, what, in the 70s? When did they, they added the shot clock, what, after the – they added it after Jim Valvano's great um, win over uh, the five slam Jamma Houston. So that was what uh, – that was before the expansion, I think. So that was in the late 70s, early 80s. 1954. What? Shot clock? Yes. That's not when they added that. When I just looked it up. <laughs> when did when did Jim Valvano win his? Wow. That was in the seventies. That's what Google says. Nineteen fifty four shot clock. Yeah, the NBA, the NCAA. That's different. Uh, NBA, I guess. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I was gonna say when did NCAA right. win? put it in? Because that's because ah, they fair enough. Nineteen eighty six. Thank you. I was like, I know they did not have it in that early. Okay, so yeah, that makes more sense. So that's the whole point. Is like they didn't have a shot clock. They didn't have um, three point shot yet. All that stuff like in the '60s and '70s for the NCAA. So um, actually, I think the three point shot come in, came in somewhere around there. But that's my point. Is like there's a lot of that stuff. So when you look at can't uh, Duke, right? Duke is the one that I think if we're gonna, you know, we call them a blue blood, and I think they are a blue. Um, they got all their championships they're after a blue devil. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> After you know, 1991, <laughs> I hate you. Um, <clears throat> so I think they, you know, they're obviously blue blood. Kansas is a blue blood. UConn has four titles from 1999 to uh, 2014. They're obviously in the final four this year and have a chance at another one. They've had six final fours now, uh, all from 99 on. And they've had quite a few tournament appearances and they're all-time record of wins is 1,700 wins, which is comparable to a lot of these different teams. Like, Duke has uh, 2,200. You know, Kansas has 2,300. North Carolina has 2,300, right? So they've been better for a little longer. But if you go to, like, UCLA and other ones, they're actually really close or about the same as them, like 1,800, 1,900. So that's my problem is that you have to, I think, at this point, consider, and Seth Greenberg said it on ESPN, and I do him that at this point you can't not say that UConn is a blue blood school um, especially being a founding member of the Big East which was for a long time the top of the conferences if not you know competing for it every year so go ahead Kyle see if you can rebuttal that well I wasn't quite prepared to go this early um okay you're prepared uh, sometimes I'm prepared sometimes <laughs> Steve the biggest shocking that I would have for you Awesome is while you and I consider the Big East to be a power conference, many other people do not. A lot of other people consider the same power five that exists in football to be the same power five that exists in basketball. So just to reiterate, that is the big Big Ten, Big Twelve, ACC, uh, SEC, and Pac-12. Just so everyone's on the same page. When you're looking at success that UConn has done, they have largely done their success in a conference that isn't considered a Power 5 conference. 
meaning they have been dominant in that conference in the past 20-something years. What did you say, since 90, 96, was it? Since 90. really the – I mean, 99 is the first time they won the title. I don't know when they're first, like okay. – yeah, so just go for 99. it. 99, just sticking for that. So while UConn has been dominant since that time frame, that largely puts them in the league at their on their own. Now you counted. You looked at Duke. Duke has has roughly same time span, but they play in a Power Five conference, so they are playing tougher competition regularly. They're able to get better recruits aside from Kemba Walker. Walker, wow, Walker, have a heavy <laughs> accent just came out there. Um, aside from Kemba Walker, really, when they he won with UConn, you're really disrespecting a lot of those guys, Ray Allen. Fair enough. I did. I actually forgot Ray Allen went to UConn. To be honest, <laughs> Oof. I totally Rudy forgot Gay. about that. Um, but anyway, like Duke has been able to play in a Power Five conference, recruit top ten talent every single year, and while it's been in the same time frame, that puts UConn in kind of a league at their own because they have had the same amount of success as just not in a top conference. Now. That is what the general consensus is onto why UConn is not considered a blue blood. Take into account also the storied championships and history that come with every other school, aside from Duke. Duke is really like the outlier here. So you, you take into account every other school, they come with all of their success, all of their storied history from when basketball was founded. UCLA brings it, Kansas brings it, Kentucky brings it, even North Carolina brings it. So when when you bring these yeah, and Indiana, of course, I can't forget it. So like when you bring They're these, kind of forgettable at this point. Um Indiana hasn't really been relevant for a while, unfortunately, but like their history exists. Like you can't ignore it. Like they have what do we say, eight championships? Six They only have um five championships. Okay. But they have a lot of final four appearances, which I'll get to yeah, in a not second. That many. A decent amount. They only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. They have eight. All right. They have two more than UConn. Just Um, but anyway, the the point I'm saying. One of those, all I'm gonna say is one of those is in the 40s when there was eight teams. So you won one game. That does not count. I hate there's also they count sorry about that, but quickly cut you off. They they count sweet sixteens for some of these teams when the field was sixteen. That does not count. You made it to the tournament. That's not a sweet sixteen. Anyways, um so like that's really my argument for UConn here is they have they have success done so the same amount of time they're just doing so at a n- not as strong conference now that is vastly changing because the Big East as we saw this year's tournament is competitive they had three three or four they had four, four in the Sweet Sixteen three in the Sweet Sixteen uh three three the three school which was the most of any conference. I think it was tied, actually. I think the SEC did. In the Sweet 16? Yeah, they had Tennessee. They had... Oh, valid, actually. Fair enough. Um, So that's basically my argument for UConn here is... They they just don't play... Their big detriment is they don't play in a big conference. It, It definitely hurts them, too, when they went to the American. That, that even, was a big that even thing. more hurt them when the it, Big East made them leave. <laughs> so, so, so I did more research on that, and I, this is my rebuttal to you on this. Uh, and then we're pretty much wrapped up on this. But <clears throat> one, uh, 
the Big East, while yes, there are some that would see it that way, for the most part in college basketball, it is seen as Power Six Conference. It's not, especially, it took a little bit of a hit for a little while, because, and there were people saying, is it really a Power Six anymore when, when the whole Big East thing happened? Um, and that all happened because there were a lot of schools that wanted to keep doing basketball and football, and the schools that became the new Big East, all these Catholic schools like Villanova, that was already in it, but they didn't, I think, I don't remember if they were, but anyways. They were. They were. I was going to say, I thought they were. Anyways, um, they wanted to just do basketball only. And so that's where the split happened because uh, UConn was one of the founding members along with like uh, was Syracuse and some others. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they were founded, that was founded. Uh, no, it's not important. <laughs> from when it was a little uh, like from the 80s, probably. I would say all the way up to 2013 when it disbanded um, into the two different conferences, which the American Athletic Conference actually was the legal survivor. 1979, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So like I said, 1980s. So the American Conference was the actual legal survivor of the um, big, original Big East. Like that's technically what the Big East is now, the old Big East at least. And then the other one kept the name. But that old Big East was always considered a power six and even a football at that point, it was still, it was actually considered a power six. There used to be a power six conference, even because um, you had Syracuse, you had Boston college um, or what was it B you or BC. That was the big football school. BC. Back then. BC, BC. Yeah. So BC was still in it. Syracuse was big. UConn was decent in football at that time. Um, who else was in it? Can, um, actually that I was just going to ask you, can you name the 11 founders of the big East? Oh God, uh, I feel like was Louisville a founder? No. Mm. Okay, so it's UConn, it's BC. Yes, and yes. Uh, Syracuse. Yes. I got three. Uh, was Nova was not Villanova wasn't they came in later. Yeah, so like, you were Georgetown? counting them as Georgetown? you were counting them as later, but the article I'm looking at was not counting them as later. It's complicated. Oh, okay. So. So Vill- Villanova, Villanova counts, yes. Villanova, U- um, Villanova, um, BC, UConn, uh, Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse, Georgetown. Yes. Uh, what I got five. Yep. I need eleven. Six. Gosh dang. <laughs> I gotta think about all these teams that used to be in it. Uh, Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, Addy? What'd you say? Cincinnati, or do they come later? No. Cincinnati was not a founder. Uh, I'm not even sure if I'm going to get the other five. Uh, You're missing t- three big ones. <laughs> I'm missing. St. John's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this another Is there another New York school in there? No. Well, no. Uh, not New York. I don't know that I'm going to get the other four. That I, I know I'm going to be mad when I don't think of these other ones, but go ahead. Um, Providence. <laughs> okay, Providence. Well, yeah, that makes I always said them, but I didn't think they were. I said uh, Georgetown, Syracuse, yeah. Seton Hall. Oh, does Seton Hall? UConn. I said you. Uh, I know. I'm just. I'm listening. Oh, okay. Boston College, Villanova, yep. Pittsburgh, yep. Holy Cross. Oh my and, gosh! I forgot about them. And Rutgers. Well, Holy Cross wasn't even in there at the end. I don't think were they? No, I don't think they, it, they had they left. left the, yeah, they so left way before ago. But Rutgers, I forgot was even in the Big East. I forgot about that because I've, I've I've always thought for some reason they were in Big Ten because it's been so long now. But it's been, it's been ten years, anyways. Yeah, so I was like, it hasn't like, been that long. <laughs> but well, I'm, yeah. ten years is still pretty long when you're only twenty-five. Anyways, fair enough. <laughs> um, point is back to just the blue bloods. We'll wrap this up. 
you know, it used to be that there was power six across all sports. Then the Big East disbanded it, and now we have the power six in basketball again. Um, and I think most people now would consider with UConn coming back and them adding and potentially adding more teams, um, the Big East is finally back fully. You, Villanova held, did hold it down for everybody. Yeah. They went out there and won championships and held it down for the Big East. Um, so for people to consider Nova like a blue blood, but not consider UConn, in my opinion, when they were both founding members of the Big East, part of that big power six conference, and then be like, oh, well, you know, they like when I hear that, I'm just like, are you dumb? You can't put that one in the conversation. Villanova has less titles than UConn does, too. So one I, less. Well, it's it could be two know, less. It's still less. Either way, it's still less, and that's the point. Is I don't understand that, and mm. it's dumb. Anyways, I think I'm right, and if to they win, fair, this, if they I win said, five, how are you going to deny them? You shouldn't. To be five fair, also, in twenty five years. I all. also include. I personally look at more final four, the final four appearance <laughs> aspect than just the championship aspect. I agree. So there's, yeah. there's also more schools that I would include. In it as well. Like I include Ohio State and Michigan State and Louisville. Um, personally, I, I, it's hard for me to amazing. include those, some of those teams. Like I looked at Michigan State and they, you know, they're they're close. I think they need to win. I think they only have two championships. Um, but to me, the way no, I'm actually, looking at it is championships isn't really what I, I'm. Not, I'm not looking solely at championships. I'm looking. I'm not at looking at it solely either. But if you don't have two, it's hard for me to put you in the conversation of a blue blood. I think you should have multiple, and then we can start talking. But. So w- before we fully move on from blue, glo- blue bloods, we <laughs> argued what a blue blood is and if a school should be. Let's continue that conversation going down the line a little bit. Should Gonzaga be? Wait, wait. Let's quickly just. I just want to ask these two guys, Nick yeah. and uh, Steve. Should you? Do you guys think UConn is or should it be? Or if they win five, should they definitely? Um, I I don't know. If I'm being honest, like I feel like the whole idea of blue bloods is history. And their ability, yeah. and UConn's history is so short, right? In the grand scheme of things, uh, twenty so years Duke's. since they've started winning. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to be fair, yeah, that's what I'm saying is that we're considering Duke. Do you consider Duke to be a blue? How many championships does Duke what, one in the? Time they have five. Or? They have mm-hmm. five, but they've only won them since the early '90s, '91, '92, and then. What's well, ten more uh, years, right? Like that's ten more years on top. Nine. Of it's it's your 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 eight years if you're really being. You know, eight years more. Like that's I, like does that really make that much of a difference? A little bit, because in some fashion, like I, I look at it if for UConn. I'm like, okay, like I still feel like they're like a fresh new team in terms of being really good, and all those other teams I feel like are very like old. You know, like like they've been winning for a long time. I know it's only eight year difference for Duke, and for the other teams, it's a lot more than that. Okay, um, so what about like an Indiana that that well that hasn't won even right? once. In- 87. Yeah, so they won a lot early and they have won then. But it, Blue Bloods isn't it isn't a tangible thing, right? It is simply an idea that there are teams that are known as the winners, right? Those are the teams that are the best of the best in the history of the NCAA or whatever, right? The tournament. That's like the whole point of the Blue Bloods, right? And for me, so then- that the history matters more than where they are right now. And, and and although I think that UConn needs a little bit more time, I think if you have the same conversation in five or ten years, it's like a lock. Regardless if UConn wins anymore in the next five or ten years, I just think that it still feels fresh, right? Like it still feels fresh enough um, 
you know, this century they've won four of those. Or they've won three of those four. Like this, mm -hmm. this and, and since 2000. Uh, it doesn't feel like 2000 was that long ago, which is why I think people struggle with the idea of Blue Bloods. It doesn't feel like they have a historic history. It doesn't feel like they have a historic uh, history of winning. It feels like they have a recency of winning. And that's, oh, I think that's, I think that's my problem, too, with, like, Kansas, right? Like, people are like, oh, yeah, Kansas. Kansas has two of their four this century. They have one in the 50s, which nobody cares about, unless you're a Kansas fan, which most of us, no, most of the fans out now have never, were never even alive for that. And they won in 88, and then it was 2008 and 2022, last year. Like, if you take out last year, UConn had more championships. Well, they still have um or now they're tied, but um, you got last year they had more, you kind of more championships and had more in this time period than Kansas. So like that's my problem is like some of those things. But like yeah, well these are you know long history, all this other stuff. And it's like well one either the, they had long history where they didn't win now for thirty years, forty years, whatever it's been. You know like Indiana's been to how many Final Fours since they last won? The one in what eighty seven, and then they've been to two Final Fours since then. That's a hard argument. I'm going to bring in an NFL reference here. Do you mm -hmm. consider these uh, Steelers, if you were to say like an NFL blue, would you consider the Steelers an NFL blue butt team? Yes. Yes. I, see, like I would say yes and like no. 20 years. Yeah. They did not win from the early 80s until 2005. And, and then also you two since then they won 2005 and they won 2010 or whatever the hell eight, it was. Yeah. Nine. 11, 11. Yeah. It was then like, somewhere in that time frame. So if you're looking at, okay, well, but they won a lot back then. Like they won, they won a lot back then. And I know we're also talking on a larger scale where, you know, there's more teams and so on and so forth. There's a lot mm -hmm. less likelihood to win in, in basketball yep. compared to, I still, I, that's like the same argument in my mind. So I, I get well, your I think, point, but it's it's like the same thing. I think part of my point with that would be like, okay, well, look at the Steelers. Like they have one, they got two championships in the la in our lifetime too. So that's big for them. Yeah, they Kansas didn't win for a good period. In our lifetime. Right. So I would I would consider Kansas what I consider Indiana, not really anymore. I would say they're not now because they haven't done anything. And then on top of that, you say, okay, well, but I don't think you can lose. Oh, hold on, I don't think you once you gain blue blood yes. status, you can't lose it. I think that's the point. I think that's what, the okay, point what I'm if, trying to what make. If, what if Indiana goes another thirty years without winning? I don't. Doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter. Every kid they have that history for, for fifty years never saw any of that history. And doesn't, doesn't care. Like, what, what about the Cubs? Cubs It's an idea. It's an idea. Yeah. You're saying that a, you're by saying a, a school is a blue bud. You're saying that they are or have been winners. You're not saying they're winners right mm -hmm. now because if you're saying they're winners right now, then you could say there's a bunch of teams that have won in the last ten years. That Gonzaga. If you're saying if if you're saying that they're a winner right now, Gonzaga is def 100 percent a blue blood. Yeah, you're Fair saying enough. you're saying a history of winning over years and years and years. And yes, I I'm not saying that UConn isn't. I'm saying that it's hard to fight for them. Because everything feels so recent in comparison. That's the issue. In 10 years, UConn's 100% a blue bud whether they win again or not. They could not win this year, and they're going to be a blue bud because you're going to be like, oh, they won four times in the last in, – in 20 years span 30 years ago. Like that's how – that's what that's exactly the conversation you're having about all these other schools. So I'm not I'll, saying I'll they're not you, now. I'm saying they yeah, – right. I, I would say – and I'll let you go, Steve. I yeah. would say for me it's – okay, you can't lose it. That's fine. I, I can agree with that. I can say you can't lose it. I would argue that you have to finally put UConn in that, especially if they win this year. If you if they win this year, to me, it's like you have to, only for the fact that there's 
recent you could say there's recency bias fine it, it, it feels like oh yeah they're, you know they're only so you know recent and it, that is fair i would just argue that for like you know villanova or um kansas some of those i don't remember kentucky all of kentucky stuff like that unc even unc like there's a lot of those teams duke same thing all of those teams actually got most of their championships in the last same time period pretty much as uconn so for me it's that as going they didn't really have much winning back then like kansas especially kansas didn't really do all that much and they made a lot of tournaments which has always been a big thing that people have you know put on kansas like you make the tournament every year you might be a one seed every year but you tend to choke but like that's my my problem is that like okay you've made the tournament a lot and but you didn't really win a lot so are you really a blue blood at that point? But that's, you know, you're picking hairs at that is point. I just think you're really making Sweet 16, making Elite Eight, making Final Four. Like, isn't that a part of, like, the winning culture? Like, you're I agree with that. I agree. Anywhere I agree there needs to be. To three games, if not more, in a tournament of a very, like, the 16th seed nowadays can win. It's happened twice in the last three or four years. Like, it can happen. So the 15th seed made it two round, three rounds deep. Like, that's crazy. Like, the nine seed is in the final four. Like the nine seed wasn't supposed to statistically win the first round. It has been at an, an a disadvantage every game it's played so far. Mm-hmm. Oh, except uh, against um whoever this I forgot FD except against FDU. Mm-hmm. Uh, technically, they were favored. In I didn't game. know. Well, but were they favored? Like were they a lower seed? I didn't know. I didn't know. FDU was the 16 seed that won. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So no, technically. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Uh, So go ahead, Steve. I'll give my two cents. Um, this is my kind of take on this. Just fuck about blue blood status. All right, I'm gonna break this down. I do. Blue blood status. (laughs) The idea of getting this BS status because of your historical relevancy. The only reason you look at call it. You know what are some of the benefits to being a blue blood? Let's look at maybe recruitment. For other players, maybe get grants from the government, maybe for your school or some attention. You know what else helps that more nowadays? If your team is relevant, whether it be via social media, via winning, also your conference tends to you know, make a huge difference. We talked about Texas coming into, was it the Big 12 or Big 10 in terms of football? Uh, like SEC, that's gonna, They're coming into the SEC. SEC. So that will, that will do more than help. So if you're a blue blood, the only reason it's going to matter is you may get some special treatment, which in today's age, uh, that's not very popular nowadays with that kind of nepotism title, fair treatment, which that's a whole other scenario. But also it just becomes more of a meme because – Imagine if the NFL had blue blood teams. Are you kidding me? If the Dallas Cowboys are labeled a blue blood, that's another excuse just to basically push aside their mediocrity since the 90s because they've been a blue blood team. It would be a blue blood, but that would just make them more of a joke nowadays more than anything. It would not be. Patriots wouldn't be. Would the Patriots be? I feel like the Patriots of the NFL are what we're saying about UConn right now. I agree. No, Kyle. Okay, your idea is correct, but it's a little Hmm. different because the Patriots went from winning zero Super Bowls to winning the most by any team in the history. To being the best team in the AFC for 20 years. So. If There's a UConn big difference had, there, Kyle. What seven, eight, nine no. championships? Like the it most have eleven. <laughs> okay, yeah, like that's just—it's not comparable. I get, like it's, it is. But I it's think not. it is yeah. comparable. It's not that big of a stretch. Like you're, like Steve is just trying to 
come down my throat for saying it. Like, uh, it's not that big of a stretch. Like, in theory, <laughs> in theory, the situations are exactly the same. That's what I'm saying. Now, yes. the question yeah. is, the question is and, and I honestly, this is a whole other talk for the other day. What is harder to win, March Madness or yes. the NFL? March Madness. Like, yes. March. I, don't I think actually think it's hard. significantly closer than you think. Because in the- I don't think it's like far off because they're all one. Well, okay, yeah. I, I personally think March Madness is the hardest of any tournament to win. But what were you, you what were you going to say? Actually, versus I disagree. I think that you could say either golf or tennis is harder to win. I said tournament. I said full blown tournament. Ten- go- golf is team, a team. separate is a team separate yeah, team. Tennis and individual. is a tournament. Yeah. Tennis is a tournament. So I agree, Nick, if you're doing individual, yes, golf and tennis are definitely some of the hardest to win. But if you're doing on a team, I don't think it's close. Yeah, to the be World Cup's the hardest to win. I think March Madness is harder. I don't think here's so. the thing with March here's the thing with March Madness. All right, when you look at it's kind of hard to compare different championships together because when you get to when you go to the NFL, even though you still have some of the best teams there, there's still mediocrity that can make their way and you still have very smart teams. And these are teams when you are preparing for that kind of team. Since there are fewer teams, it's a lot easier to prepare for what to come. If you're in if you're in March Madness, you're on a bracket of 16 teams in just your section that you have to worry about. Yep. So you, as a coach, you have to prepare for every scenario. And also know that basketball, for the most part, is actually a much more grinding kind of game because it's then just what? two points and two points well, and three okay, points. And like football – because football, yes, remember football. Even though it's physically very grinding, there are ways okay. that in I two series you can argument. be up. Yeah. No, no, I like yeah. this. Argument. This is a good no, argument. This would be an hour. This would be an hour. Like this could be no, a no, whole this is a good argument. The moral of the story is: talk about. Hold on, hold on. Pause. Wait, wait, wait. Really quick. I do just want to say you can't really compare it to the World Cup because the World Cup isn't all single elimination. Like there is the entire there is the entire group stage first. Yeah, right, so I just. Was, I mean, it was tough. Like Kyle, like how tough was it for Italy to play this? Oh, that was good, Steve. Um, and well, with so that, oh. <laughs> so the last thing that I would want to say to that it's is, just oh, a, it's okay, just we're just losing everybody. Just me and Austin episode uh, for the rest. Uh, it's of the just episode. yeah. It's just um, <laughs> it's just me and Austin for the rest of this episode. Uh, anyways, fixing uh, no. that. It was supposed to just be me and him for the rest of the episode. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, no, I don't, I don't want to open up that can just... of worms because every sport is different and there's different reasons why, especially nowadays with NIL and stuff like that. It's all kind of bullshit. So, mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. I just want to say this. No, the, um, like for what you said, um, Nick, and I, I think we should actually talk about this, like maybe Jake on here and stuff like that in another podcast where we actually kind of talk more, but I think it's an interesting, cool topic. Uh, I think it is hardest like and i have a little bias because this is my favorite tournament of all time like i i am addicted to this tournament i watch every single game if i can um and that's probably just because of the bracket but anyways um if you take all of that out i think this is one of the hardest if not the hardest team sport to win um when it comes to a tournament just strictly on the fact that there are six games you have to win mm-hmm. there are as steve said there are technically 64 well 68 but really 64 um teams in the in the tournament field and it's a win or go home situation where there is a lot of stuff that can go wrong obviously i think there's more that can go wrong in this than there is in like maybe football and stuff like that just because of how like how many times you have to shoot to score and things mm-hmm. like that and how many times you could just be off by a you know centimeter and it bounces out of the rim 
So there's all that stuff. Um, and then, as you were saying, like with all these teams in the field, there are teams that are very different in styles, very different in uh, you know players and physicalities and different types of things. Um, when you're talking about the NFL, although that's hard, when's the last time we actually saw a real underdog make it a Super Bowl? The Giants twice in four or six years. Uh, yeah. Giants once because the second Super Bowl, I think they were twelve and four that year. Actually, they were still six. No, they were still uh, oh. like just over. But I, even then, like you could go back and look at their team and look at how who they had in the team. It wasn't really an underdog. I mean, they didn't play well that season, probably mostly because of Eli. And Eli sucks in the regular season. True. Um, he only goes like Daniel Jones on random years, and when he knows he's going to face the Patriots that year, I think he got is this NFL script. So, anyways. But like, if we're really being honest, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Tom Brady, it's those teams that you know are going to probably make it that year, or like the Eagles last year. Like we all knew they were ridiculously good, and guess what? They made it. Through. So, it, not everyone knew the Eagles were good at the beginning of the year. No, I'm not saying like I'm saying by the end of the season, oh, oh, we okay, were. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's like when you okay. went to the playoffs, you're like, yes, this is a team that should make it, and you look at the Chiefs and go, that's also a team uh, that last should one make was it. Baltimore, you know? by the way. 2013 uh, they were good that's yeah good, you could, were not the favorites by any means exactly so i would say mm-hmm. like and and but i'm saying like you know sometimes like 200 dogs like this fau team right you're not gonna see that right so that, that's kind of what i'm saying too we're like or yeah. or fdu that kind of stuff you're uh, not gonna see that winning is pretty crazy so and it happened it is it is crazy but like we also have um the bucks so, as a five seed going up against okay well, i mean I forget the oh yeah but that's a whole nother thing this that's is, a whole nother thing like we'll say this briefly about our matchups for yeah. this weekend and who uh, we want to win not who we think is gonna win because that's not fun uh because if we think <laughs> who's gonna we're probably gonna say yukon and I don't know. We'll Mine's not changing either way. So, yeah, so um, I would like FAU to win, and I would like UConn to win. So I'd like FAU. I'm, to I, win I agree with that. San Diego State. I think that would be my ideal matchup, and I feel like I'm winning no matter who wins that finals game. So yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm fine with that. I like the idea of the the true Cinderella team. I'm okay versus... with this. Like, I think any of these four teams, it's like a positive. Like anyone from New England probably agrees unless they hate UConn for some weird reason. I, I would agree with you. It'll just be a very hard pill to swallow if UConn somehow blows. Because there is no reason, like if we're all being honest, I think there's no reason that team shouldn't at this point win the championship. No reason that Alabama should have lost. No reason that uh, Houston uh, should have lost. So I'm I don't I don't disagree with you on that. I know you're just salty about Houston. Um, I'm not really that be- salty, but I agree. There's really no reason that those teams should have lost. Like they were playing. All I'll say about Houston is Houston did not play well at all in the tournament. They they were very they almost lost in the 16 seed themselves. So they um, didn't really. Play no, well. that's a no, bit of a stretch. No, that's, it's not. Ha- yes, it very, is. It was a much closer game than it should have been. They yeah, should have the blown first up like half. 30. That happens all the time, though. 16 seeds can be competitive in the. You see the, the final half. score? It wasn't like a 20 point game. Yeah, what was it? Uh-uh. I'm pulling it up right now. I'm pretty sure it was under 20. 63 to 52, so they're up by 11. Thank you. This was a close game all the way. Okay. That Anyways, should not have been. Does anyone disagree with the FAU and UConn winning? Like, yes, it feels like mm, I, I do. Okay, what, what you do you want? FAU? You always disagree, no, I, so what do you want? I, I, I don't like FAU because they broke my heart and they they broke my heart against Memphis. Memphis should have been in the Sweet 16, and it was a bad ref call as the reason why they're here. I'm kidding, kind of, sort of. They they won, but they did keep winning. They did keep winning, so that's what that's fine. Um, but the team I really, uh, other than UConn, Tim, I really want to win is Miami. I love Isaiah Wong. I've loved him all season long. I've been watching you him. Like his I. Wong? 
I do like his Wong. His Wong is really good, if you know what oh, I mean. It's not as good as oh, Jesus. Oh, that's, um, that's... No, but Isaiah Wong has been so much fun to watch all year long. Miami has been fun to bet bet for, too. So, um, I, I really like Miami. Um, so, that's why I'm, I'm really cheering for them, if it's not UConn. I am cheering. I'm cheering for Miami. Okay, fair enough. Steve, any disagreements? Who, who do you want to win? So. Um, I'm still salty that Oral Roberts is not <laughs> in the final. Uh, I believe my my uh, my yeah. like bracket is ranked like in the bottom couple million, something like that, in the country. Our so bracket you... is pretty solid. In fact, I'm gonna look where we essentially ended at because we're uh, unless you if it's UConn over. wins. Uh, well, we are the group bracket already won, which is why I say that we all won, which is facts. Mm-hmm. Um, we did all win. You're welcome for that because I helped convince us to actually have Don't you just kind say of the final. Help convince. We are in the top 100% in the group. You literally said you didn't want UConn that. I didn't because it's boring. Uh, this bracket is ranked 64,000th. The group bracket, if UConn wins, I'm sure it'll be top 20,000. I'm very curious uh, what I am. Uh, uh, Riley's bracket, which was the worst, is 19.7 million. I mean to say the worst in a negative way. 19.7 million. Wow. Uh, I'm 494th. Uh, gosh, so Riley you, that. If that gives you any, you said, <laughs> what, what, was your, what was your thing? 494k. Oh, and that 64k. That's crazy. It's only, this group, yeah, and there's only a 60 point difference. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, guys, do not work. Bracket goes crazy. So, um, okay. Anyways, so that was that. Uh, let's talk. I want to. We'll save the other thing that I sent Austin for another day if we ever decide we want to do it. Um, yep. Let's talk briefly about some of the other stuff going on. There's really not a lot. Uh, the Bruins this week officially clinched the division. Uh, they have the most wins mm-hmm. now in their history, right? Uh, they are currently tied. So oh, they're okay. playing right now against the Predators. It is tied after. Yep. Uh, is, shout out. Yep. Um, shout out to the Bruins. Um, so really quick, if you guys didn't hear about the school shooting that was in Nashville yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, the Bruins as an organization came together with the Predators and they are wearing the school's logo on their helmets for tonight's that's awesome. game. Yep. I did not so, know that, but that's amazing. Oh, both organizations mm-hmm. have doing that for tonight's game. So I think that's really awesome because I think it's in Nashville. It is. It is. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Is, actually, I lied. It's in Boston, but point okay. Is, still so, cool. yeah, that is really cool. It is tippable. So, uh, I present. So, they were the first team to clinch. They were the first team to clinch the playoffs. Uh, two weeks ago now, by the way, they clinched the playoff on March seventh. Uh, it is now March twenty eighth. Is that the soonest it's ever been no, clinched? No, okay. there is, so there's a better team than them out there. That's crazy. Uh, it well, not by right many. About the same. It's actually right it's about not the by same. many. Uh, their record now there's nine game left. They need to go. I was wrong about this. I've been saying seven and two. It's actually six and three, to tie the best uh, thing of all the best record of all time. So, uh, the best that's to tie it or break it. Uh, to tie, I think is good. okay. So to well, break, they have, so actually, actually, actually they have 119 points, most points in NHL season team history. Uh, 120 something, isn't it? 129. 132 by the Canadians. 132. Uh, and 76. So yeah, that's the comparable team. Um, so they is that the is that the team that had the best record too? Yeah. Yes. So they actually, so it is seven and two. I was right because seven uh would give them 14 points. Uh, which mm. would put them at one 
33, which would beat them by one point exactly. So, and, and the more they win, as they're on a seven-game win streak, makes that more and more feasible. Like, if they just continue to win a couple more games, it's five and two, it's four and two. Like, this is, it just feels more realistic. So, um, they, but uh, on top of that, that's kind of not really news because they've just been doing that all season. Their point differential is up to 118. Uh, the Maple Leafs clinched the, pl- uh, clinched the playoffs. Um, not only the did they clinch the playoffs, I, I'm going to get there. Not only did they clinch the important. playoffs. Uh, the Maple Leafs will officially have uh, will officially be uh, one of the division, the top three seeds in the division. Already kind of a given, considering it's pretty likely they're going to play the Lightning anyways, unless the Lightning continue to lose four in a row. Uh, if the Panthers won their last four games, uh, they would actually be three points behind the Lightning for the third seed right now, but instead they have lost their last four as well and are 11 points behind still. Panthers are blowing it. Yes, like hardcore. They had a like gen- Panthers... an actual chance to not only be a wild card, but have a chance of being a number three in the division. So They might not even make the playoffs yes. now. Um, now, on the other side of the East, the Hurricanes clinched uh, the uh, they clinched the playoffs uh, in the – I think they've – yeah, they've clinched a non-wild card. Uh, yeah. they've clinched on a wild card and the devils have clinched a non wild card. Uh, so they will be the, f- at least the top three seeds. Uh, the Rangers are two games out two yeah, two games out from clinching uh, a non wild card that uh, they're on a two game win streak. That's likely to do it, but they have clinched playoffs. So all, th- all three of them clinched mm-hmm. playoffs. Um, the lightning could still fall out of the playoffs if the Panthers pull Heather ass. Uh, and then yeah. the Islanders and penguins continue to play. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, over on the west side of things, uh, single teams clinched the playoffs, so that makes that really no. easy. Um, it, it, it's really crazy that the Bruins clinched the playoffs eight days into March, and we're now going into April, and there's not a single Western Conference team that's clinched. That's just insanity. The um, West has just been not mediocre. Good. <laughs> um, so that's it for for the uh, NHL side of things. Um, really I'll... quick, while we're still on hockey, the NCAA oh. hockey tournament kicked off this past weekend, and we do have the Frozen Four, which are playing on April sixth uh, in Tampa, and those are University of Minnesota, Boston University. University of Michigan and Quinnipiac University. Uh, uh, did UNH make it to the tournament? No. no. Uh, they oh. they hosted. They hosted a game. Uh, so Good for them. Here's the short version of uh, this right now. Michigan has uh, what two of the top five picks in this year's draft, uh, and I think like three or four of the top. Yeah. Uh, last year's draft. Of last, so of last year, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and they're You're just welcome. absolutely disgusting. Uh, so Michigan and yet should they're win. Still not the favorite. Minnesota is, which is so weird. Like Michigan should win yes. this without even like. Any I agree. Uh, however, um, go BU. They're playing really well. It's just first time made the final or the Frozen Four in a long time. Um, so two years since Jack Eichel. <laughs> yeah, uh, which was a long time ago. Uh, it's a whole franchise and a half for him ago. Nine years ago. Nine uh, yeah, years so, ago. Uh, anyways, um, so that's going cool. Um, touch briefly on the N- on the NBA. Uh, the Bucks, the Celtics, 76ers, and Cavaliers have all clinched a playoff spot. Celtics are two games behind the first seed. The 76ers have gone on a skid while the Celtics have started to win. Um, Celtics are going to continue to fight for that first seed. Only two games behind. They actually play the Bucks on Thursday. Uh, if they can win this game tonight, mm-hmm. the Bucks lose that game. That game's still important regardless. Celtics are currently losing right now. On the western side of things, only two teams have clinched, both the Nuggets and the Grizzlies. Um, it gets mm-hmm. a lot closer on the bottom side for them. So, um, And the Knicks have uh, started to kind of lose a little bit. Kind of crumble, there. yeah. Uh, yeah. They're kind of crumbling. They, they, uh, I mean, like they should. Yeah, they, they, they still have a Weren't the Knicks within, like, one or two games of uh, yes. 
They the Celtics, they yeah, they were. They were. They, were. Uh, they were within a few games of Celtics, and now they are uh, what? Not. Nine games behind. <laughs> nine and a half. Uh, yeah. now, Jeez. Again, the Celtics have kind of pulled it back a bit. They do. The Celtics have down, looked so. dominant again over the last couple. The of Celtics games. had a really good win against the Kings. Well, oh no, was it? Was yeah, it the Kings? No, they beat the Kings. Yeah. They beat the Pacers. And they beat the uh, Spurs all by twenty. And the fact points. is, the Kings are an actual team right now. It's not like the oh yeah they beat the Kings. It's like well, no no they're, they're losing to the Wizards right now who are not an actual team. So it doesn't yeah well you know whatever. Uh, anyway, I mean so- every so every every NBA playoff team lays an egg at some point. Granted, I mean. They are not shooting. They are not shooting super great tonight. They can't but... really afford to lay an egg right now, and they're trying to catch Milwaukee, and they play them on Thursday. So that's not really an option. Uh, hey, considering one, that uh, they, what is it? They, they, Milwaukee was like in overtime, and it had they were missing what three or four starters. Yeah, but they still need they need to win that game to tie the series mm-hmm. for the for the season to have any chance at still getting the first. Yeah, game, they, so. this is this it's, is it's they only win. have six games after tonight, so they really need to win this it, one. It's a must. Win. Yes, they do. Um, so, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, that's what's going on in the world. A little bit of Boston news as well. Um, anyone else have anything else they want to talk about today? Uh. With Lamar Jackson wanting a ton of money, I mean, I am I've started giving more thought of you know the possibility of him coming to the Patriots. The only downside is two first round picks and two hundred million dollar two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed is quite a bit Worth for it. a running quarterback. Worth it. I'm choosing to not talk about this because I think in the next week the Patriots are going to do something. I think they're either going to get yes. D-Hop or the Lamar. So I'm going to wait until next week for us to talk about I it. I think if they get D-Hop, then we might be looking at Lamar, maybe. We'll see. No, not you know, if we're getting D-Hop, we're not picking up Lamar. I think that's fair. I think it's a one or the other. I think that Lamar with this offense is deep playoffable. I don't know if Mac with this offense is able to go deep playoffs. But with D-Hop, it's significantly better. So – um, we'll see. Well, also, the Patriots can – I mean, D-Hop's and his agent can now talk to teams. So there's a chance, depending on the team you can talk to, he can actually uh, look into restructuring his future contract for an extension or being able to uh, maybe reduce his salary so that the Cardinals are more likely to pick up some of that so that then teams will like, actually trade for it. We but, shall see. Yeah. I'm choosing yeah. to not talk about it much, but anything else from anyone else as we wait another week before we see if anything happens? Uh, no, I think cool. we'll just see. Awesome. Well, uh, it, this was episode... oh, opening day is this Thursday. Yes, opening day is this Thursday. Uh, I will be having the Red Sox on the TV behind me watching them play. I think they play at like 1 o'clock or something like that. Uh, it's going to be a good time. The Red Sox have looked not as – they started off really, really hot in spring training. They've looked decent since – about 500 baseballs since they start off 10 and 0. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, the Yankees it's spring have not training. looked ideal. Spring training. I yeah, agree. spring training. I agree. It is spring training. However, the Red Sox have start have been hitting oh. really well. So we'll see. Um, we shall see. The First pro- couple weeks the tells a lot. Is, it does. It really does. If I've noticed anything, like seeing a team start off bad, it can switch, but it feels so hard in the in the in baseball. So, anyways, mm-hmm. I was episode fifty-seven. We do appreciate you guys for taking the time to sit with us tonight, or taking the time to listen, whether it be on Spotify, or Apple, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, or just on YouTube. We do appreciate you, and we appreciate your beautiful faces while you look at ours. Uh, we do hope you guys have a great week. Make sure to check out the Twitter uh, as we have daily uh, daily polls. Make sure to check out the Instagram as we are restarting our day our somewhat frequent trivia whenever we can get that done. Uh, definitely make sure to go follow those as we do uh, keep you updated on all the news. Uh, we hope you have a go ahead, Kyle, before I end it.
And uh, keep an eye out on TikTok as we do have one up and coming as well. Yes, there will be TikTok. Uh, we'll see how many we can pull from this episode, but especially future episodes we will be posting. So I uh, hope you guys mm-hmm. have a great night, uh, and uh, we'll see you next week.